0: the car door slammed and the engine hummed he was ten yards from the open gate when the car began to move and it was twenty yards along the road when he reached the gate here the only answer was the snorting of the car alarm soared at Roger's nerves he ran in desperate hope the road was rough the car couldn't make much speed and would have to slow down at the sharp corner but the potholes and loose stones made running difficult He turned his ankle, grabbed at a tree to save himself, and lost precious seconds and still more precious yards. The red light glowed, then turned out of sight as the driver swung the wheels towards Helsham. What was all this? How could it be explained rationally? There was a touch of fantasy about it, as well, let's face it, as a touch of the sinister. Had Janet come here? The sound of the engine faded into silence, and the wind was hushed, but his forehead felt icy cold. It was pitch dark now. He turned and stared towards the house, and could only just make out the outline against the lowering sky. Suddenly gusty winds swept down upon him. He could walk to the village and back to reason, or return and force his way into the house. He didn't like to contemplate the possibilities of what he might find. He couldn't give a name to his fears. The sensible thing was to go for assistance. He could get a car from the village and come here with a local policeman. It wasn't easy to be sensible when fears for Janet crowded upon him. Then a light went on in the house. It wasn't bright, just the dim yellow glow. It was on the first floor, above the front door, and it moved suddenly a shadow large and shapeless was thrown against a window someone was carrying the lamp from one room to another it passed the window and only a faint yellow glow remained then it shone more brightly from another window and became steady janet she would have heard him call out would have shouted after him by now roger walked quickly towards the house staring at the lighted window but he could no longer see a shadow. As he turned into the open gate, another gust of wind swept down on him, and, as the howling died, he heard the scream. Wild, shrill, eerie. It played on his taut nerves like a saw on an iron bar, and he knew that it was a woman's scream. He smashed a stone against the glass of the window, and the crash was like an explosion. A splinter of glass cut the back of his hand, but he hardly noticed it. He bent his elbow and broke off the jagged splinters which stuck out from the side, then groped for the window catch. It sprang back sharply, and he pushed the window up. It was pitch dark inside the room. He used his torch for the first time. The beam shone upon oddments of furniture, the mirror of a huge sideboard, and a door. He climbed through. Had heard no more screaming. Whoever had carried that lamp must have heard the window crash, but there was only silence. He reached the door, pulled it open, and stepped into the passage. A faint glow of light came from upstairs, enough to show him the narrow stairs themselves, the gloomy hall, the glass in the picture frames hanging on the walls. He put out his torch and stood quite still. There was no sound, no movement, Had he heard that scream? His teeth were set so hard that his cheeks hurt. He went slowly towards the foot of the stairs. Now that he was more accustomed to the light, he could pick out the banisters, the shiny handrail, the dark, blotchy wallpaper. He must go upstairs. He wasn't a victim of nerves. He started up the stairs, keeping close to the wall to avoid creaking boards. The light still glowed dimly yellow. He reached a small landing, and stood quite still, recovering from the first attack of nerves, warning himself to be careful. There were three doors, one of them wide open, and the light came from this room. He stepped softly towards it and peered inside. It was an empty bedroom, empty that was as far as he could see. A huge double bed, with big brass knobs on the posts, stood against one wall. Backing onto the window was a huge Victorian dressing-table, with a big centre and narrow wing-mirrors.